motherfucking OG. Welcome back to another installment of the wrap up about everyone's favorite HBO show, Succession, the final season to be specific. I'm here with uh, my host, Edgar Ortega. Hey, 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 I'm excited to talk all about Succession, especially because this MF has is barely watched it like two days ago, all of it. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about the first three episodes of the final season. Uh, man, so many good shows are ending this year. But uh, yeah, so much to talk about. That the third episode is something else. And yeah, I just, I can't wait. And Evan Harris. You're muted. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that. What is this, 2020? Um, <laughs> uh, Succession is one of the best shows of like the decade and all, all time. It's just phenomenal. And episodes like episode three really kind of cement that in my brain. Um, I love the show. HBO is killing it. Succession's killing it. And we got a lot to talk about here with that unforgettable final episode or third episode. Felt like a final episode, but <laughs> third episode of the season. Exactly. And because of the events of the first three episodes of the season so far and what happens in episode three, we felt it'd be a good idea um, to discuss these first three episodes as a batch um, because <laughs> and discuss like, what happens after because it's episode three is such a turning point for this final season. Yeah, it's a game changer for the show, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, obviously, really spoilers. Uh for everything succession and especially the season and uh should we just dive into episode one yeah let's do it let's go let's do it yeah so first of all for for me like it's just so good to see the siblings back together just collaborating as a team even though there's still like that rivalry between the three between Kendall, shiv and and roman like just seeing them like interact that first line delivery of of um what's his face jeremy strong just jeremy strong yeah right um oh, really? like, oh hey Rome. uh hilarious it's great and just the contrast of having him deliver those kind of line deliveries and then you see him in episode 30 it's just it's it's it, that, that that entire description is just sums up the show perfectly mm-hmm. yeah it's nice yeah. seeing the three siblings like collaborate for the first time really as a team and there's obviously still like them bullshitting each other but there's that love there too that starts to come out finally of like them like being worried for a candle and uh, roman being worried for shiv when she finds out that uh tom is with a uh, pierce like them actually being genuinely worried and need a moment to like talk with her is really nice to see for sure like we got special moments with the three of these characters throughout every season really like people think back to the season one finale when they're at she's wedding and they're all trying to get on the boat together smoking um really great scene um and just throughout the seasons yeah they've been together split apart together split apart and but this one they're really kind of together and they kind of have to be like the season two uh season three finale um was heartbreaking crazy and you know it was a roller coaster of emotions because they were finally united with a single purpose um selfish as it may be um <laughs> against their father uh but they were united but then it turns out like it was all just a trap and 
it kind of like forced them to unite. And this is kind of like the uh, not consequence, but this is the product of that uh, of the season three finale. And it's good. It's heartwarming. It's awesome. But they're still being like dicks to each other. They're still being like their own individual crazy selves um, within that. And they all have different. That's the cool thing about Succession. They still all have their different uh, motivations, their own different routes towards their own kind of happiness at this stage in their lives, right? Right? Like, they're all selfish characters. They're all doing things for their own selfish needs, but they not all go about people, it in Bob. different ways. What? Yeah, yeah. Not great people, Bob. They're, they're not. Um, and that's, that's the beauty of the show, right? Since episode one, you understand, like, these are very flawed people mm-hmm. with just very unlikable characters. Likeable, but also characters. unlikable at the same time, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't think I would ever want to, like, just hang out with any of these characters, um, uh, like, at the bar or anything like that. But they're all interesting, and I'm always captivated to see, like, how each one of them is doing in terms of, like, the, you know, title of the show, Succession of it all. Like, even at this stage, it's like, they're all defeated, but Shifts over here in episode one answering phone calls from, uh, from, like, Pierce and them, and then... Uh, Roman's kind of like shy about their new startup and not really confident it's like, about it. It's, it's like interesting because, um, like I, I did some notes when I rewatched episode one last night. Mm. Um, it's interesting because, uh, Shiv and Kendall obviously want Pierce to like their main goal is to fuck over both uh, Logan and Tom. Like, that's there's they obviously would like to see like. To flesh out this old business, like this old uh, news corporation, yeah. um, but they like they obviously know that Pierce has been Logan's obsession for a while, and to like steal that away from him would just be the cherry on top. So that's yeah. their main focus for going for. That, that's um, always Pierce, been whereas, that's always been a consistent factor with Shiv and uh, what's the name? Um, Kendall. Kendall. Yeah, Shiv and Kendall. They've always been like emotion which is so funny because you would think a character like roman is much more emotionally susceptible but it's actually not i think i think he used to be but that's that just goes to show his growth because he's the one who like wants to actually start a business for himself and doesn't care about the conflict exactly which is interesting because a character like loken sees that but uses it in different ways exactly Um, yeah but yeah like people like kendall was like i just want to get back at him and then people like Shiv, like, I just want to get back at Tom. They don't really say this explicitly. Well, Shiv kind of does. But, like, they're all really, like, want to get back at people, like like uh, Josh says. But, you know, Roman's out here doing his own thing. That's the you know? same thing in episode two when, like, eventually uh, Shiv and Kendall both give in and want to uh, push the, the deal with uh, jo- Dojo, right? Is that the yeah. Stars Guard deal- company's name? Against Gojo, um, yeah. Yeah, they want to push that deal to get more money out of it just because they want to fuck over their dad more. Uh, aside with sure. uh, Stewie and Sandy. Whereas Roman, once again, doesn't want that conflict. He wants to do something for himself. And eventually, because he's t- is tired of his conflict, ends up floating back to his dad. Exactly. That's the fascinating thing. so interesting. Thing. Where Roman's like, yeah, he's an independent guy and he wants to do stuff. But he's also, I just said earlier, like he's not emotionally susceptible. But he's also, in terms of emotions, he's very much afraid of conflict on a personal mm-hmm. level and just on a strategic level, right? Like, it makes no sense strategically to go against Gojo because he, as we saw in season three, 
Roman is the one who closely knows and connected with uh, Skarsgård's character. So he knows, like, yeah, I think, like, honestly, be stupid. I think Roman's in the right, though, because, like, them just sure getting is. the deal yeah. over with and having, like, that freedom to just do whatever they want, like, whereas Shiv and Tindall are obsessed with fucking overloading. And they That's don't know that. drive. And Logan, to 100% right, when he says, like, us getting higher in the deal, Gojo will walk. Skarsgård's not yeah, afraid totally. to walk. Why does he want, like, there's no reason to keep on, like, oh, I really need ATN. Like, no. Yeah. I, I saw in the spoiler for mid-season trailer, he's like, it's a dying company. It's a dying company. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to, like, push, why would I continue this pushback for no reason? It's like, you two idiots, Shiv and Kendall. Um, you just want to, you know, get back at your dad. And Roman sees that. He understands that. But on the emotional side as well, he doesn't want the conflict with his dad, too. He wants to still be on, you know, decently good terms with his father. He's kind of still like, he's still kind of like that little boy that wants to, like, get his dad's approval while still, like, trying to stand on Mm -hmm. in his own feet. But also, look, what I find fascinating about the whole Shiv, Kendall, and Roman, like, the way they think differently about, like, the deal with Pierce is that by trying to like get back at Logan, eventually they kind of like fuck themselves over because as exactly. we know, yeah. Logan Logan is dies in episode three. So, and if I'm correct, Logan wanted to pay maximum six to seven billion dollars, and they gave the straight ten. So now they have all of both of these companies in the, that they're gonna try to handle. And yep. how is and that? They don't have the money to afford. And they don't have the money because. The deal is basically probably fucked unless they figure something out. Yeah. Yeah, and how come they don't have the money anymore? Like, no, no. Like, how come they don't have the money? Probably. Well, because we don't know if Stars Darts is still to go through the deal with Loden instead. Mm. Oh, yeah. So if Scar doesn't go through with the deal, then they can't do the Pierce thing. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because they're expecting that money from the deal for the Pierce Yes. Deal. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the interesting thing. Um, there's a lot. There, there's seven. Should we just episodes, get to episode three, three and just uh, follow back if we have time? Because I just want to talk about episode three. <laughs> yeah, we can go I for mean, it. Yeah, let's go for like, it. Like, we, we can work our way back in terms of like yeah. the repercussions um, and the buildup and everything like that. Because episode, episode two does have, like episode two does have the karaoke scene, which I think is really important for going into episode three. Yes. Yeah. Um, episode two really very important for Connor too because you really get a sense of who this man really is. For four seasons straight, we've been seeing him as this idiot guy, and when in reality he's just a very sad person who knows exactly yep. the situation that he is because he's not loved by anybody in his life, and and that's fucking depressing. Back to episode one too, because uh, the party like he's just. Like purely sad because the kids aren't at his birthday party. Wait, for you mean for Logan or Connor? Oh, you're saying Connor? Yeah, we're saying Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I think yeah, both, yeah. but yeah, both words. But yeah, yeah, yeah. B- both are very lonely old men <laughs> uh, in this show for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but Connor more so because like I, I agree with you, Edgar. Where Connor's lying about like love and the detachment he feels. His position within the family was very raw and very like yeah. on point, but it was also yeah. 
something that you kind of could have gleaned from the first three seasons, where I never thought Connor was a straight-up idiot. Um, not the smartest tool he's, in the shed. He might be, like, the most genuine out of the siblings. That's a good word for it. Yeah, he's not yeah. dumb, but he's, he's definitely genuine. He doesn't have the chops to be in, like, the business chaos that Shiv, Roman, Kendall are in. But he's a very genuine guy. What you see is what you get with a person like Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's because he's accepted the fact that his dad doesn't love him. <laughs> exactly. Um, and he stopped trying to, like, force that conflict and because he doesn't care. Which is what the show Succession is all about, right? It, it's mm-hmm. not really all about the business angle. It's about, like, these three kids trying to appease, get back, emotionally connect and disconnect with their father and a person like uh like connor wasn't really part of that game he didn't really care to be in that kind of game and uh the, the whole karaoke scene kind of really exemplified that where he's like mm-hmm. i don't care i don't care um yeah and, and and the kids know that too which is this is a sad part because somebody like shiv was able to go to connor's bar hopping spree um and just straight up say like hey Connor, I know you're upset about your uh, wife to be leaving you, but hope can you give us like five minutes? I'm like, that's some dark shit. Like, Connor is here at his most darkest moment, one of his most darkest moments, um, and you're just straight up like ignoring him. And it was just so sad to see that from Shiv and Kendall. What, Connor? Sorry, what? cut up there a little bit. Cut out. Oh, I was just saying that they has been full. Oh. oh, sorry, you're frozen. Yeah, you froze again. <laughs> but um, <laughs> what? You there? Oh yeah, I'm just gonna reboot my Wi-Fi. But you guys can go. Okay, yeah, go okay. ahead. Um, but but yeah, it was it was just it was very sad because somebody like Shiv is able to like emotionally disconnect at times. Um, um, mostly, if it's not concerning Tom, but like when she's <laughs> at the bar talking to like Kendall about like so about this deal with Pierce and and Connor sitting there like drunk and upset and just like really in his feelings. That was such a sad scene for me. Um, because again, they know that he's not really part of the family business yeah. entanglement, and they're just using that to like, hey, give us a few minutes while we try and like set up ourselves while you're all depressed. All while he's going through his fiance, maybe walking out on his wedding, like exactly. It, it was just it's so, so hard to watch. It was so hard to watch, and I'll get into my experience with episode three as well when Edgar gets back, but. Yeah, it, it was just a sad scene, a sad state of affairs. Um, and through all this, it's like, oh, man, these people are crazy, right? Because all through this, um, they try and Shiv and Kendall specifically try to make Roman out to be the bad guy in the in episode two when he's texting his father, happy birthday. How dare you text yeah. our father, happy birthday? It's like, really, guys? I'm just saying my father, happy birthday. It's like, Looks a lot more than uh one text there. That's that's a conversation. That was very funny. <laughs> like look at she's like that's much, that's much more than a hey dad, happy birthday. That that's a conversation <laughs> you're having, uh, Roman. Yeah. Um, that was very funny. Um, but they're just dogging him. And again, Roman's an emotional character, not really emotional, manipulative. 
but he's an emotional character. And it makes sense for him, the youngest son, to still, and we see this throughout season one, two, and three, to still want to like appease his father. Because episode one, mm-hmm. as we're backtracking a little bit, was all about like Roman, not Roman, uh, Logan aging up, getting older. It's his recent birthday. He's one year closer to death. We didn't think, we didn't know how soon that'd be. But <laughs> it's his yeah, birthday. Two days before his death. Two days. <laughs> And he's alone, right? It's one of the most saddest birthdays, um, for, you, you know, that you can remember for him. And it's just, uh, he's there. People he doesn't even know are cheering him on. As Great he fucking a random drill in his death bedroom. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell? Not great, Greg. Uh, not great, buddy. Disgusting um, brothers. <laughs> oh, fucking comedy, dude. That's hilarious. So good. Um. And yeah, look, look who's depressed. <laughs> this line from uh, Tom. Oh, well, yeah. did you rummage to fruition? <laughs> <laughs> that line delivery is so good. <laughs> to rummage to fruition. Uh, Matthew McFadden, um, dude. Oh my god, he's he's Fantastic. the best in the show. I think like, he, the range she shows is incredible. He's he's been my favorite character. Cause, Me too. You know, they're all relatable in different ways, relatable and unrelatable. But like a person like Tom. People used to call like uh, you know I hate I don't want to cuss too much but like he's a little bitch right in in season one because he, you because what's happening between him and Shiv like Shiv's blatantly yeah. cheating on him um, wait 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 yeah 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 and it's just not great and I kind of felt I felt for Tom um, felt for his position within the family somebody who's not part of the family but wants to be in the family for his own selfish reasons but also emotional reasons when it comes to Shiv. So I've always felt for Tom, especially last season in terms of like, hey, we need a fall guy, Tom. And it was just like, mm-hmm. not great. Um, so you could clearly understand his position in that season three finale when he's exactly. like somebody's finally go. gets upper hand on yeah. the siblings. But how dare he, Nate, uh, Josh? How dare he? How, right? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, like, they're all so mad at him, but you guys hated him. You hated him for. I mean, that's just the siblings in a nutshell. Like they're so self-centered, and that's what makes them so fascinating. Like they don't care. It is crazy, Josh, because like I felt for them in that finale. Like, how dare Logan do that in my part? In my heart, that's what. That's the power of this fucking show. Is that like these people are horrible people, but you fucking sob during episode three because of what they're going through. Because such actors. And every time I feel for these characters when like. Most of it is their own doing, not episode three, of course. But especially Kendall, like his art for the few seasons, like he's a fucking asshole, but he really feel for him. Like they, they, the show, the writers have done like an incredible job with it somehow. Exceptional. I like, I love Kendall. Uh, my favorite, still probably my favorite scene in the series is the dinner, not dinner, but the, the table scene between him and Logan in season three. Um, yeah. Well, you know, when they're being raw and like point blank with each other, they're being real. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably still my favorite scene of the series because um, it's just so heartbreaking. It's like, Dad, I killed somebody. Like, I killed that, that idea of him killing somebody in episode one or season one finale. Yeah. It's still haunting him. And that, Edgar, I was saying how like that table scene between Kento and Logan has always been like my favorite scene since it aired like you know two years ago um because it was just so heartbreaking to watch and 
a scene like that, reflecting on that scene and cutting back to where we are in episode three, it all just... I have a few things before episode one if we were to there. Okay, sure. Yeah, to talk set about the table. Um, just Logan as a character really feeling feelings, <laughs> which is like mm-hmm. rare from him. Like the, di- the diner scene with him and his bodyguard, just him talking, contemplating about oh. life and the whole gist of it all. Like fantastic it's so fascinating when they're trying to humanize him before is what we think is dead like thinking back on it this clearly sets up his death this season yeah <laughs> like this ep- episode one i tweeted out wow episode one was phenomenal mm. i'm very excited to see logan's arc as an aging <laughs> man who's reflecting on aging his <laughs> He's reflecting on his legacy. He's reflecting on his position. It is very. It was sad, and, and it was very apologize the best way he can. Episode two, also episode two. So I'm like, wow, Logan trajectory as like somebody who's, you know, I. What does he say in episode two when he's like on top of the newspapers? Like, we're taking this back. I am. I'm with you. Like, come on, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, like, he's a of the people. Yeah. He's of the people, and but he's relinquishing his company, right? Like, but he's going. He wants to be there every step of the way. Because this is the only part of his company that he'll still have control of. 100%, right? He wants to be in that control, that position of control, position of power. And that's kind of like his, how do I say? It's like, it's consistency for him, right? It's where he's comfortable with. That's where Mm -hmm. he thrives. And that's where he belongs. Um, And that's where he's happy at. Unfortunately, you know, life is unpredictable (laughs) and it gets ripped out. But it's like, oh my God. It, Logan was such a fascinating character in the first two episodes. Um, before we dive into episode three and before Edgar comes back, what did uh, you know? We're huge awards people. Um, do you know what the situation now is going to be for a character like uh, Logan and Brian? Cox? I would say they put yes, Brian Cox and uh, I don't think they keep him after unless he's like they have a lot of flashbacks. But no, guest actor doesn't really so. do flashbacks. Um, guest actor, I don't think so. I mean, they could, but I don't think so. He'd easily win. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be he'd be competing with Bill Murray and uh, be competing with Andy Serkis. No, what are the characters from uh, Last of Us episode three? Uh, Ooh, yeah, Murray Bartlett. Murray, I said Bill Murray. Yeah, Murray Bartlett. And probably and, uh, uh, Andy Serkis from Andor too. Andy Serkis as well. One way out. One yeah. way out. Um. <laughs> That's be my pit still. <laughs> that character is incredible. Yeah. But wait, what about uh Moff Gideon, Don Carlo? Come on. Come on. <laughs> Mandalorian season three best drama? <laughs> no way. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to fucking Don. Is it does over Andor? <laughs> you wouldn't hear the, you wouldn't hear the end of it from me on Twitter. Yeah. You wouldn't hear the end of it. I'm kidding. But uh, it's funny, by the way, I was looking up uh best reviewed TV shows of the year on Metacritic. Um and Mando was like a seventy percent, but it was it was above some good shows. I'm like, really? Yeah, that's such a surprise. Like, it was like what? above like Yellow Jackets. It was it was above like Maisel. Um, I'm like that's Maisel. Very good though. Uh, season five. I just right? reviews came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah just reviews. Today, actually. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> no, it was very interesting to me. But anyways, um, yeah, so. HBO, plethora of riches, of course. They have it's the Emmys are to be the HBO Awards this year. Which usually, it's, it's been that way since Game of Thrones. Except maybe Abbott way. and Ted Lasso might be like Yeah, the, the comedy the comedy realm is... Barry, it is the final season for Barry, but I still don't think they'll do it over Ted Lasso's final season. 
or even Abbott. It's, it's so fascinating, right? When Barry came out, it was like it ran it ran the show in season one. Because Ted Lasso and Abbott were a thing. Exactly. Um, there was Maisel and there was Fleabag. But I, I think Fleabag was even before Barry, wasn't it? Barry has always been just a better show for me than Ted Lasso. Um, Yo, yeah. Uh, you know, it was all, it's all very taste. different. Very different. Yeah, it's all about taste. And, yeah, very different for sure. Yeah. Um, nobody's dying. <laughs> Nobody's like in a car getting shot up and exactly. emotional. <laughs> Dude, we got about Barry dog. on this show. Barry is just the only bit definitely haven't did last as a dog. Oh god, exactly. Um so yeah, we gotta talk about on this the wrap up, you know, we gotta talk about Barry next <clears throat> month or oh hundred percent. Yeah. Um for sure. I wanna uh, do probably not the whole season, but a finale for Maisel. Uh, that'll be so. fun. I'll, I'll I'll watch that. Um, you need to watch it. It's an, it's a lot, but it's a good watch. What are we talking about? Uh, we're talking Evan, about the Evan. You would love Mrs. Maisel. You'd love it. I know. I know. I still haven't watched Daisy Jones. I didn't miss the lovers. I gotta watch them. I gotta watch them. <laughs> That's fair. I'm behind, guys. Anime. I'm behind. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, you, one that... more thing about episode one. Yeah, or two yeah, more yeah. things. Uh, when they're making a deal, uh, the Wodens camp of it, like. Him asking for jotes, asked to be roasted. That's clearly like him missing having Roman in that room with him. That's mm. so interesting. Born the floor. Yeah, no. Roman, like, as he's like a very interesting advisor for Logan because he gives him shit all the time and says some fucked up shit, but like he's actually a good advisor too. I didn't really Whereas think of that. Frank and uh, Carrie, or no, uh, Jerry, Frank, Carrie, uh, Jerry. What's the other one? Mark. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's Mark. Uh, um, who are you thinking of? That other guy with the, <laughs> the, other the guy. what? <laughs> peanut butter hole, whatever he said that day. Uh, <laughs> butter my bean pole. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? What's his oh, name? I'll look it up. It. Look it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, he's such a like, he's such a dweeb. <laughs> but Carl. Carl, Carl, that's I a great name Carl. for him. <laughs> I love Carl. Logan like, card is those uh, oh. people are so like just generic and being advisors where like, they just cave into whatever he wants, whereas yeah. Roman actually challenges him and tells him what it is. They're the best characters, right? Like, like yeah. there are characters that are so easy to just be like, oh, they're nothing characters. They just want to appeal to Logan. But they actually have a degree of depth to them. Especially you know? Frank. Yeah. Um, which Everybody of so them has, like, personalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you yeah. could tell, There's like, also, in episode uh, three that Frank was, like, hurting to tell Kendall the what was up. Yeah. Yeah. It was, but it before, was... back to episode one, I just want to talk about the... Mm-hmm. Scene between Shiv and Tom, real quick. Let's oh. do that. Devastating. The ending. Heartbreaking. I forget that's the ending of episode one. Like, that shot of them lying on the bed perpendicular, but still holding the hands. hands. This is like the perfect yeah. symbolism for the marriage. Like, they love each other. There's that love is still blankly there. But because of the conflict in the family and just all the drama, like, it was a doomed marriage for, to begin with. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's such a man. It's one of the most fascinating aspects in the entire show that that relationship. Uh, I was talking to my mom about this because 
she was like, would they have ever gotten together outside of this whole succession chaos? And I, I, I still maybe. don't think so. I don't I think, think so, I, but maybe. I don't know. Right? Like, I um, think they still love each other. Like, that's clear. Like, yeah. But I think it would have thrived. been beating on him, right? It's like, this is an open marriage shit, kind though. of thing. I, but Shiv is always going to be Shiv, regardless of the business. <clears throat> I think that's... I don't know. I think that might be... I don't know. Was he, I think was he interesting. Yeah. I think Logan fucked every single one of his childs like on the head, mm-hmm. and that's exactly like, yeah. Like Chip like, being her, like, having affairs is like just like that aspect her of Logan. Mind, like point. not having the ability to trust completely because Great of Logan. Point. Yeah, that's what he says in season one, right? Like you're marrying a, a nobody because you're afraid that they're gonna let you down. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and that's yeah. what happens in season three. Oh. Peak. <laughs> it's great. but also like the tom that we're seeing right now in this season is like kind of like the monster that uh shift cooked throughout the show because like because of the way that like she's been treating she him treated. Like, I, like i'm not saying tom is like a great guy like again everybody in the show is pretty but you have you're able to have sympathy merits. for him yeah you have yeah. that sympathy for him and like just like him, her constantly like pushing him to that corner is just like, it's yeah. His like, betrayal is a product of the family of her, of her own, yeah, her, of her yeah. own like actions. Yeah. Uh, lastly, before we go, we could also talk about Logan's last words to the kids in episode two. Basically, really, right? One like, more thing for episode one. I just want to point out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, one more thing. Okay. Sorry, Mondale is such a rich people dog name. You said what? what Shiv and what Tom's dog. Oh, Mondale. That's such a name for like rich people's pets. Yeah. What's what that even? What's Mondale? Even is called? that a god or what? Yeah. What the fuck is Mondale? <laughs> Sounds like a god. Yeah. Somebody call so, like, Percy Jackson or something. What the hell? What's snobby. Yeah. Mondale. What? What is that? Um. But yeah, I also want to talk about like Logan's last words to them, basically before he dies in episode two. When they have that heart to heart in the karaoke bar, um, it was like, what didn't he say? Like, you aren't serious people. Um, I love you, I, but you're not serious you're not people. Serious you're people. Not yeah. serious people. That yeah. that line in of itself being the last words he says to his children. At least to Kendall and Shiv. Well, no, not to Kendall and Shiv. Yeah, to Kendall and Shiv. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, not to Roman. Um, but yeah, to to them, to those two, it's, to, it's very, it's very interesting. Because um, also like. It, Speaking yeah. of final words, an episode. What, what were you saying before you transition? No, no. But I was going to say it's very interesting that he thinks that because Logan's a character that he speaks the truth in just harsh ways. Because like it's not wrong, but they're not serious people because of you, Logan. Um, so he he just doesn't yeah. remember. He doesn't uh, concede to that um, because they aren't serious people. They they did that to get back at him. He knew that. Um, and that's why he kind of calls him out on it in a very in a position of vulnerability. But then in the same sentence, as we said, he does admit that he loves them. Um, mm-hmm. So just that whole emotional complexity kind of boils up in episode three. Um, but yeah, to, to Roman, you guys are right. Like to Roman, it's it's completely different. He talks to him. Yeah, like just minutes before. Jumping to episode three, his final words is to destroy one of his closest relationships in the company. <laughs> <laughs> it's heartbreaking. Like. And then he dies, and then 
that scene where he's where he wants com- uh, com- comfort from Sherry or from Jerry, she just like walks away. It's so yeah. heartbreaking. It, it, it's so you're right. It's devastating, which is I keep saying that word, but it really is because Ro- Roman and Jerry. I thought that was going to be because people were my Twitter was blowing up, and I was very successful at avoiding spoilers. But, I, <laughs> I saw like, <laughs> I saw a few things. I, I just knew like. Oh shit! Oh shit! And I was just like, "Oh, is it the Roman and Jerry? They're really doing this? This is the big moment, Roman and Jerry. Holy shit! No, no, is that the big moment? No, 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 Um, not the moment. (laughs) But it felt like it because holy shit, Roman and Jerry have had such an up and down, complex to say the least, relationship. Yeah, and Roman having to do that, it just kind of it kind of broke him. Uh, that was like the final straw because of the voice yeah. that he left which is so weird because you get a scene like the end of episode two where roman is with his father and you're like oh is something on the rise here i'm very interested but not even 10 minutes into the next episode logan forsakes all that just to have him uh fire jerry out of nowhere yeah um, yeah just That's because like- he knows he'll piss off roman that's like the love hate relationship they have. Why does Logan want to do that? He just brought in Roman, but why do you want to break him so you know he's not emotionally uh, able to do that kind of thing? Um, because he, maybe he thinks it's a test. Like if he's actually going to do this, he's in. True. True. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then like he's Snoke, right? <laughs> I to the bone. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's like Kylo. And it's funny and because before like, we did. That ends up being like that's like that final test or whatever that Logan does is like he ends up like kind of like making a new enemy for Roman without knowing before he dies. Yeah, yeah, totally. What else happens? Let's let's talk about what else happens before the bid moment. Like, obviously, um, it's Connor and uh, Will's wedding, Willow's wedding, it's on a boat. It's on a boat. <laughs> this big public wedding that Willow didn't want. Um, there's the Looney Take. <laughs> that story Looney was take. depressing as shit. Wow. Like, fuck me. I'm like, <laughs> where did that come from? I was like, oh, shit. That, that was, like, shockingly depressing. But they mm-hmm. all, it was spoken so fast. It was such a matter-of-fact dialogue that I'm just like, oh, wow. Um, okay. Uh, sorry, Connor. Yeah. Like, it was just mm-hmm. so. It was. It was a lot. <laughs> it's throwing like an stuff Connor this season is like probably my favorite. Some of my favorite stuff because it. This is might like, be the first year that Connor gets actually nominated for this show. Yeah, I hope Hopefully. so because he's doing some good shit. Um, but should yeah, we just cut to it? The the let's, scene let's, where they let's rip it open. Let's rip it Tom open. Tom has call, tries calling Shiv twice. She ignores him. If she picked up, <laughs> it have been different. Um, You'd be the first to know. Then Roman pits up, and Logan's probably dead by then. But they're trying to. They're doing uh, chest impressions. But I think Tom's just being nice. I think he's dead by then. What were your guys' reactions to this? I, I, I was like, there's no way this <clears throat> happened, right? There's yeah. no way. Like- I- I saw, like, I didn't see complete spoiler on Twitter because I didn't watch till, like, hours later. But I saw the gist of, like, Loden's probably dead. But I obviously didn't know how. But when they did it like that, just, like, from 
mostly from the perspective of the kids and barely showing Logan. Like that is the perfect Genius. way to do it. Genius. Like Genius just shit. thriving in that panic and that like grief, like that sudden grief is so special. It, it it was. It was the right way to go about it. It was the right way to execute it because you know, these are the characters that we've been with the entire series. Um mm-hmm. and yes, season one, episode one starts off with like a character like Logan, uh, you know, taking a piss or whatever. But like it it was important to get the perspective of the kids here because they have been like the driving force of everything. And again, even though Logan, I was excited to see Logan's arc and Logan's perspective about his own legacy. I like that he he goes out as kind of like a side character, just off screen. It's and yeah, it's very raw. It's um, so it's fascinating because in season one. When he has that first heart attack and we think he's going to die, he's surrounded by his family, the people he loves. Then all the way back to season four, when he actually dies, he's on a plane with no one he loves, like with the people he just has to have. On like Josh, what do you what, what do you mean? He had Carrie's there. Carrie. Carrie. <laughs> Carrie okay. Oh, okay. Carrie. But like, <laughs> that interview because of, is hilarious. It's oh. so good. <laughs> that actress is doing a great job. A great she's job. Great. There um, were so but many like, deaths. <laughs> like she's so happy. But um, like just to think about, it, like because of his actions throughout the series, like he's like ruined those relationships so well. Where when he dies, he's not with his family. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's essentially surrounded by crows on the exactly. Yeah, by, by sheep. Yeah, yeah, by sheep. Interesting. I also love how this episode, like, once you get the news, you essentially see kids kind of go through like the five stages of grief, of denial, anger, bargaining, mm-hmm. depression, and 100%. at the very at the very end, when Ken is like, "Whatever we do today is how we're gonna be remembered when when the day that or die or that dies," yeah. and that's acceptance right there. And then Shiv going mm-hmm. forward and being the one who actually does the statement. In front of the camera as well. I <laughs> I th- uh, rewatching season or episode one last night. I like really interesting parallel I found like that scene when they're walking out with the final uh, bid for Pierce of Shiv yeah. coming out with Loden and Roman behind him. They're all happy and like um, have that confidence of fucking over their dad is mirrored to that shot of them coming out to this the statement when they're all just yeah. like depressed as shit. It's, like, the same placements, but this is really interesting. Oh wow! Like, yeah, I didn't even that parallel that. is so cool. Interesting. Um. Yeah, yeah. Then, it, like, it was just this this scene because Roman and Kendall are kind of like the first to know, right? And they're all saying their you know last words, which ah ah, it it, just, it hurts because it's like, what do you say to somebody who can <clears> maybe <throat> not hear you? Yeah, it encapsulates everything a little bit it's like i love you but do i actually mean that i can't forgive you but and fuck. kindle like oh, kindle God. saying i i can't forgive you but that's okay i love you is like that's oh man <laughs> jeremy strong <laughs> i think th- that these are work. Yeah, that this <laughs> i don't like people giving him shit like that's a that's a term that exists Dude. in theater 
it didn't bother me when I was watching it, but then <laughs> no. online, I'm like, oh, wait, wait, the people took this out? I was like, oh, that's an interesting word. It's so dumb. <laughs> Twitter is so dumb. It's great. I think most people are joking, but most people are actually upset about it, but I'm like, yeah. Come on, but also like in that same like beyond the episode, they mentioned that they did this in one shot, which like I'm so confused on how that happened because it's like not one shot, but did they stage it as one shot maybe in this they it, staged different it times? as one shot. Yeah, they didn't burn man slash nineteen seventeen this thing. But it yeah. was like they stayed they kinda of like basically all did it within thirty minute, twenty seven, thirty minutes sequence yeah they just pit, like but, cut picked up another camera cut. and started doing it again cut, okay. camera. exactly they didn't just free roam it that had been a bit yeah too hard. i i also didn't know that they shot this on film which is really interesting that like mm. i love that's really i didn't think they did that and it made sense as of the the show it's very filmic like the cinematography is really uh interesting and i don't know it's i didn't know that but it's great I'm trying to say <laughs> unsung aspect of the show. No, you're right. Like the cinematography, the editing, like it's it's fantastic. Like the show always gets mm-hmm. the awards for writing and directing, of course. But like the cinematography, the editing, the text, just the, the quick show, zooms. Which I'd so like. It's so reactionary. Like it's yeah. The cinematography is really and editing is really putting us like really immersing us as the audience. Where like if someone says yeah. something dumb, they do a quick zoom. As like us reacting, it's the really camera cool. feels like a character. Exactly, yeah. Which is kind of something a lot of good comedies do. Like The Office kind of mastered that, whereas like yeah, zoom in on Jim and just like looking at the camera, like <laughs> what the fuck am I in? But like Succession does it in a comedic and dramatic way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so interesting. I'm like, oh, and there's a shot in the diner where like it's it's, it's not like a monumental shot but it's this really a quick zoom when there's that wide shot in the diner then uh Logan and his wide are sitting there it's just a quick pan in where it's like it's mm-hmm. so so interesting or yeah. quick zoom in. I, I always i always loved the show for that which it makes it very unique um, yeah but, but yeah going back to the goodbyes roman's goodbye was just ah it was, it was hard to watch dude um because like kendall's was like i hope karen Fulton gets the emmy this year because i don't think he's won yet has he he matthew mcfadden won last year and then other shows beat succession the other years yeah so i think it's mostly yeah, i think matthew. he yeah i think it's shiv or uh sarah and karen that did it this year where do you where do we think they're gonna put them leader uh supporting well, I think Sarah's in lead, right? The actress. I mean, Sarah has always. Uh, well, start, starting with Sarah, though, like, I think Sarah has always been in supporting. But I think she gets bumped the lead because she is the I lead. I think she gets bumped to lead, and she might have an easier chance. I don't know. She's going against I Bella, know, and Bella Melody. Ramsey. <laughs> and Bella Lansky, and Melody. Yeah. Who's in supporting uh, though? Supporting, she'll be going against like um, Rhea Seahorn. Um, She's not going to win. Come on, let's be serious. And no, but she deserves to. But um, <laughs> I'm blanking on somebody very famous for supporting actress. Um, it's just uh, Emma Darcy, out. or no, that's Lee. I'm gonna be, no, that's Lee. Um, well, if somebody, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be I'm like, gonna oh no, shit. Thank you. Um, but, Jennifer Coolidge. That's a bit. Jennifer more. Coolidge. There we go. Um, yeah. Put Jennifer in supporting because she'll smoke everybody. 
Um, yeah, and Sarah in lead. Sarah in lead, where she has a great, great, great fighting chance. Because I don't think Bella Ramsey is going to win for this season. I think no. season two very much has a better shot for that. Nomination is the win for Bella, for sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Emma Darcy, same thing. Um, exactly. Melanie Linsky, I, I haven't watched the other Jackets. Well, I haven't watched season two yet, but I heard she's really good this season. Um, so, yeah. yeah I, think I think if she's in lead, she would like win easily. Put her in lead. So that, that way HBO can lock in supporting lead for actress. Um, and then Kieran, going back to what Edgar was saying, Kieran, he definitely put him He's, in supporting. Keep yeah, supporting. because you can't really decide between him and Jeremy. Don't put him in lead. Just Jeremy lead. has that in lock. Don't do mm-hmm. that. Um, what do you guys think about um, uh, Cox being put like on guest actor for drama? I, I, I don't, don't, don't buy it. When you, when I don't buy gone. it. It depends, right? If he continues to be in flashbacks, as Cox said. But also, like, I don't. They have Jeremy in lead for uh, Jeremy Strong lead for Under Derby. It, it's impossible to put Brian Cox in lead now. You just can't. So you either. I mean, gonna, technically you can, but they won't. I don't think so. You're going to put him in supporting or guest. And I like we just said. Because he said I, he's in flashbacks. So he's going to have a bit more screen time than he he's has. He's going to have a bit more screen time, but I'm. Put him in guest. You, you. I don't think it's win. gonna be that much, though. I don't think they're gonna overuse. Um, no. Flashbacks. No. We probably won at the final episode or something. Yeah. Put him in guest. You'll win. Put him in guest. It doesn't matter. You'll win. Know, You're really, sweet. <laughs> really though? I think he. Nick. I mean, Nick Offerman. Come on. Come on. Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. People love was... Nick Offerman. People love those strawberries. Yes. Um... Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he wins over Nick Offerman. Nick. Uh... Brian Cox has such a big family in Nick Offerman. Come on. Not really. <laughs> really? Episode three is the best episode of Last of Us for most people. It is. It's fantastic. Mm. Um, I would say episode eight is. But um, is I, I would the yeah, David episode. Okay. Um, so, I mean, you're not wrong, Josh. It'll, it'll, it'll be a fight, but I think, you know, Whenever, whenever there's a fight, I'm always voting Brian Cox. Um, more so than Nick Last Offerman. performance, too. Exactly. Even though it's also for Nick, but... Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> First and last. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's but yeah I just... You're right, but I don't think they put him in desk because he has a bit more screen time than that. True. I, I remember reading somewhere where it's like... if he's Because he's the half, lead of the first two episodes, essentially. Yeah. First, first episode. First episode for <laughs> sure. Um, uh, again, uh, I was reading somewhere where, like, if you're in less than half the season, you can't be lead. Um, so I think lead off the board. Um, I think it's less than ten percent, right? L- less than ten. I think so. I'm not sure. Um, I think it's less than half. Well. Is all. I-, I heard half. I heard a fifty. Yeah. Um, but oh, less than ten for guest, maybe. I don't know. This is so hard. Um, it's confusing. I, don't know. I think he does supporting. HBO can do whatever the fuck they want, basically. But he won't win supporting anyways. Uh, yeah. Saying. Again, if you put him in supporting, people are going to vote for Kieran. It, it, it'll be too much. Kieran McFadden. Uh, or maybe they Greg. cancel each other out. Like here's Greg, else, like, Nick. Uh, uh, so it's just know, it's too many people. It's too many people in supporting. If you want everybody to get nominated. Um, so we shall see. We shall see. 
Um, but continuing on with episode three here, um, for me, my experience, I was kind of watching this, and when they bring Shiv in, and they're all like emotionally going over their last phone calls, I'm screaming at my TV, not for Shiv, but I'm like, where's Connor? Connor. Where's yep. Connor? <laughs> and there's, there's something I saw on Twitter, just someone pointed out, like, while they're talking about forgetting Connor, that shot of uh, him and Willa, like, that portrait is on the wall the whole time. Mm. Like, Connor, it's so interesting. Like, they're wow. forgetting to include him, but he's in the room, essentially. Even though, like, they see his picture, but they're still forgetting about him. It's so interesting. And, like, that encapsulates what Ronner, what Connor is to the family, essentially. Yeah. I also, like... Wait, what? You could have. Oh, is this an afterthought? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? Um, oh yeah, I wanted to talk about a little bit about Willa in that last scene that he that she has with Connor oh. about like you can tell like I think this is for the first time I I think I've always had sympathy for her because I mean who wouldn't feel <laughs> who wouldn't feel yeah. bad for somebody being part of <laughs> joining this, this family as a fucking escort? <laughs> yeah, but like just seeing the amount of sincerity of her like answering his question of are you with me for money and she she admits to it but like she admits more, it but she's still there's more there yeah like yeah there's more than just money like i i feel like she's the only one who really sees connor for who he really is and even though he's like as much as you can be in this family he's kind yeah and like even though she might not be the love of her life in her head i think like she's like happy with what she has she's like stability, she already made yeah. her decision yeah mm -hmm. yeah it was a very interesting line because you're saying kind of like what we already know right like we know she's in it for the money like come on mm. but like again like we said connor's such a genuine guy um again kind of like a weird dude but you can get the feeling that yes yeah, she's in it for the money why not and she, she knows Carter. that he cares for her so much too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like when somebody cares for you that much, it's not that it doesn't matter if you love them, but it's that reliability that they love you, um, and mm -hmm. that's not a bad position to be in. Um, is it good long term? Who knows? Well, but, no. who knows? Yeah. But right now, I think she's comfortable and she's happy, and that's all that matters right now. Uh, handle the future later. Um, mm -hmm. So, but yeah, sticking it, with Connor, like when they come to tell him, the first thing he says immediately is that, like, Dad didn't love me. <laughs> it's it's heartbreaking. This is crazy, and I'm like, it's the I, exact line. Let me find it. I didn't know. He how didn't to even react. like me. Yeah, I didn't know how to react. Yeah. Here. I'm like, oh, is he in shock? No, he's just honest. Yeah. He's just, and I think what makes Wait. it even sadder is... Oh, go ahead. No, you do. Okay. Um, what makes it sadder for me is the fact that he's, like, trying to convince himself, like, oh, yeah, he he loved, he loved did love me. He's just, like, I didn't get to prove, like, my worth to him. That's, like, just, like, the last nail on the coffin. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he decides to just, like, take that chance to his dad's finally gone he doesn't have to have that weight over him the whole time he decides to get married anyways and have this moment of happiness where he's done waiting for that approval he could finally be happy 
Yeah. And that it's shot like, that we use for a thumbnail is just stunning. <laughs> like the gray skies and just the the whites of the wedding is just so beautiful. Peak. Yeah. It's like yeah. the visual representation of what he says. Like maybe something good could come out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and maybe something can, maybe something good can happen, but just like the rest of the season, or just like the pattern the show has been telling us. It's hard to get the good within the bad. Uh, so I'm very nervous for Connor and Willa. We have, what, seven episodes left or six or seven. Um, so seven. I'm very nervous for their relationship, but I'll, I'm interested more than ever to keep an eye on it, to see what happens with Connor and Willa. Um, I always can hope for the best, but I don't know. He's still seemingly pushing that election. That's a rough place to be in post-dad death. So no. I don't know where that can lead. I don't know what he's trying to achieve there uh, personally. Because you kind of assume um, maybe he wanted to be in this election, at least in season three, to kind of like get some attention from from Logan or kind of prove something to Logan. With Logan out of the way, what are you, here, what are you trying to do here, Connor? Um, what are you trying to prove here? Maybe he's just doing you it for himself. Like he just wants to now. be, wants that, um, I don't know, the attention maybe. He wants to justification of like he's actually like stayed stick with it right through the end yes yeah it wants to prove to himself that he can that he is special yeah that he like that he can't even though it's in some way what nothing was going to happen like from the start like he was not yeah. going to be president obviously he probably knows that but he just wants to like you said prove to himself that he did stick with it yeah testing the limits of his own potential um, mm-hmm. I, I'm very curious to see. I'm getting curious to keep an eye on Connor this season. Um, but, but, but yeah, the moment that too, kinda, it kind of shook me. It kind of shook me. Yeah, I've this episode has been in my mind ever since Sunday. Like it's it's monumental. Like what everyone's saying is not hyperbole. Hyperbole. It's like one of the most monumental episodes of television in history. It's groundbreaking. It's just like it's special. In- incredibly special. I- I- it's one of those episodes where I'm floored, and I just don't know how to react. Um, like I-, I wasn't like a bucket of tears or anything, but I was oh, just that, like when they the wow. first time watching, like I, I was sobbing when uh, you were sobbing. Um, they're finding out and they're going through it. It was it was a lot for, for me. I was just in shock. I-, I was more so Connor. I was just like, wow, this is actually happening. Like, yeah, this is actually going down. Mm-hmm. That's what I could. Maybe if I rewatch it, then I'll cry because I know what's happening. This like um, mostly just the actors like they're just so fucking good and like their best work I think the series yet and just what they go through and what they emote is just heartbreaking. It, it, like it really Shiv is. or Shiv finds out and like her, she's like when she goes to speak to him, that is devastating, man. <laughs> Like I says, think like... one of the, I think one of the reasons why it might be like so like impactful for people is because maybe it's happened before in the show, but I think this is the first time, the real first time, where the audiences can really like sympathize with these characters in a exactly. human yeah. way because like everybody has lost somebody at some point, and that genuine sense of shock, like that's something that every person goes through, no matter if you're rich and... or, or in the middle class. This yeah. like the sense of sh- sh- sudden loss 
is something we don't see on TV much or even in film. Right? We don't yeah. see that covered. Right? It's usually like all built up and would happen in like the season finale. That's episode three and that we're in the POV of the characters finding out when like, we find out when they do. It's so fascinating and it's so rare to see that. And it's yeah, and so that's the that's the common pattern you'd find among like the top rated shows of all time, whether it's like anime or live action like this. Like Ozymandias is still like number one because it, it's just one of the most shocking episodes of television. You're like, oh shit! Like you see the limit to what Breaking Bad really is, and then this show, this episode as well is like it's just this episode shocking. is that for Succession, yeah. Yeah, it's just or like the Red Wedding for Game of Thrones. Red Wedding, I'm about to say it's shocking, and it puts you in the minds of the characters. Ozymandias puts you in the minds of like Walter and Jesse in that climatic scene, um, without spoiling anything. Um, and then Succession puts you in the minds of the children. Red Wedding puts you in the minds of like uh, the Starks. Uh, the Starks. Uh, I forget the little. We girl. find out when they do that this is a whole ruse. Exactly. So it's just it's shocking but incredibly sympathetic to the victims of this tragedy. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's just, it's so interesting. Uh, I think that's what makes it very impactful. But beyond that, again, just across the board, great writing, great directing. Oh, yeah. It really put us in the, the show's on our level. <laughs> and like, like going back to it, Shiv is just like, ah, the way she's trembling on the phone. Like, can you, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Tom's yeah. like, yes. Yes, yes. And Matthew McBiden and that whole scene is like, it, when is, oh my God. He's so good. He's talking. His acting is talking to a phone, right? Like, he, he's not talking to Shiv. He kind of is. But like, in terms of acting sense, he's just talking to a phone in an airplane. But he's killing it. He's killing mm -hmm. it. He's just like, yes, honey. Like, yes. Like, oh, like, like the Tom and Shiv, the dynamic is, it's it came back in that moment because they're just being genuine heart heartwarming people or it's just like yes he's right here i don't know if he can hear you but it's he's about you're by his ear say what you need to say and he was there a hundred percent for all three of them um yeah yeah, Tom he, was, yeah Tom was heavy lifting it um and like that the crack in his voice when like when uh Tino goes to get shit but he says i think he's gone like i think he's not with us anymore or something like that like man incredible performance incredible incredible i think i think what adds also to the tom dynamic in this episode is that in the back of his head even though his priority is like notifying the kids and like he himself grieving is the fact that with logan gone he's also fucked because with logan gone all of the allegations everything that's wrong with the company is going to come back to bite everybody mm -hmm. and that includes that's him a... and greg yeah yeah, yeah. it's so Man, and it, it's like it, this. This happened, of course. Bring it back to Big Brother, of course. Um, like on like, uh, Big Brother, if you join an alliance and your alliance is killing it, and you're like, "Hey, I'm the latest to join this alliance. What could possibly go wrong?" But then your the leader goes home the next week. You're screwed. And it, it's the same thing for Tom. He joins this big alliance. He joined like the Greg, the Logan. What can possibly happen? Logan never loses. But mm. he lost here. He died. But he's dead. He, <laughs> he lost like, the ultimate battle. He lost the ultimate battle. Jesus came. Jesus said, "It's time. It's time." <laughs> and, and Logan's gone. So, so now Tom is fucked. Uh, so it's just so an interesting series of events here, where you know, 
Tom is not riding high in season four. You know, he, he's at a divorce. He's divorcing Shiv, is getting messy. Um, but he has the backside of, you know, being supported by Logan. Even going back to the divorce thing, Logan's helping him out with those New York uh, divorce lawyers. Um, by the way, I, I love Kendall saying, like, there's, there's other divorce lawyers throughout the sea. Like, you'll find somebody throughout the world, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just trying to be sympathetic. But um, it, it's just now Tom is just screwed. And I'm very curious to see where he goes from here. Because even in that midseason trailer, they're like, Jerry comes up to him and it's like, it's not looking too good, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so I'm just like, oh, no. I, I want Tom to survive. Don't don't put him out to the pasture again. I, I don't <laughs> throw him in jail. <laughs> don't throw him in jail. Oh man! And you know who's happy though? I mean, not happy. Happy is a limited term here, but like Jerry, who was fired, but not fired. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> by word, not officially. Exactly. Yeah. Where's the contract? I don't see anything. Um, mm-hmm. So, man. And you could kind of tell that this episode, she wasn't crying. She she was sympathetic a little bit towards like the kids with their kids, yeah. But it's like my boss is gone. I'm feeling pretty good. That's um, like anybody's dream anyway that their bosses die. So that's why like <laughs> on the plane, except for Tom is like, and maybe Frank, they they're so like focused on the statement and they just jump right to that. They yeah, don't care. Oh. Homegirl pulled out her laptop with the quickness. <laughs> she, she was like, uh, anyways, uh, what I learned in boating school is like she, she got straight into writing. It was I was like, damn, like they're doing test compressions back there. And she was like, anyways, um starts tapping. I'm just like, oh my god. It's like, oh, it was such a very funny, darkly funny, which is what the show is yeah um moment and they're all just like yeah no. and then they had the nerve to be annoyed by the kid who kept saying like we don't give a shit about that right now uh yeah and they right? when it cut back to them they're all just like ah like how dare they it was just like guys come on it's like mm-hmm. man it was such a topsy-turvy uh and then when we get back to the airport and wait just them accepting it but also mm-hmm. still obviously grieving and and Roman's the last then, to do this, right? Roman's constantly like well, we don't denial. know. Don't, don't don't use the word, don't use the word. But yeah, as soon as the plane lands, I think that's when it kind of like And the like, fact that he's the one who goes to see his body too. Oh is... yeah. <laughs> what a good decision that was to have yeah. Roman be the one to go see the body, Shiv leaves. It parallels back yeah. to the first season when he's having the heart attack and Roman doesn't want anything to do with it. He doesn't want to see him, doesn't want to like we even believe that there's that possibility yeah and have him be the one who sees the body yeah here's the thing about that and i don't know i don't know if you guys want to talk about anything else but like we're we're talking about like the whole quote-unquote game of thrones we're talking about the succession who do you think ends up on top because right now i think my my money is on rope just because of the way that he's like the Act writing is I think Roman's Roman the big... smartest. Roman's the smartest of the three or the four, I guess. 100%. This season has been pinpointing Roman as a central figure. But knowing um, Secession, I think no one. The big thing for me 
was kind of like out of out of universe of it all. <laughs> um, <laughs> the fact that so many of these actors didn't know that this was going to be their final season. How do you wrap up something show happens, yeah. without them realizing, oh, this is it? So it must be something not as official official as like maybe someone just takes over uh waystar yeah maybe (laughs) this stars dart does that actually happens he's the one who takes over which would make sense it would make sense um so i can see maybe the kids are on the board but like there's no way star gives in to a deal where he's not leading he's not ceo yeah I can see that happening. I can see nobody yeah. winning, and they're just like, "Hey, we're united as a family. Our company's gone. Something like I can see a good emotional happiness, but the business is just like, it's got taken over by somebody random. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can see that easily happening. I don't see Roman being like, "Checkmate, I won." It's, <laughs> Honestly, I, I would love if Connor just stumbles his way to the top. That would be hilarious. <laughs> With his one percent. Um, yeah. I would love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, Willa Willa wins the battle. Um, yeah. Hey, that's what we want. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's a, it's a great question, Andrew, because I, I don't know. But the fact that they don't that it didn't know like this was the final season, it just leads me to believe that it's something. Did they say that? Did they say that before the table reads? Is it well, once they read the script they found out, or it was after they read the script? I think it was after. I think it was after. Yeah. I think why I want to be inclined with Evan. I think it was after. Yeah. I, I, really? I think I think especially Shiv's actress. I forget her name. Um, also, uh, Colkin has been she... saying in multiple interviews that the way the show ends, like they could still like continue, but it, it just stops. Like, mm. like yeah. for them, it's the end. But like on paper, in universe, like the story could continue. Exactly. I mean, yeah, um, you could say that about any ending, really. I mean. Well, yeah, but like, <laughs> there's endings that are very clearly like a nice bow at the end. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but, but yeah, overall, these first three episodes encapsulate everything I love about this show. It's funny, it's dark, it's emotional as hell. <clears throat> um, and it, it, I'm glued to the screen every time. Uh, Oh yeah, I also want to bring up Nicholas Bertel because, like, come on, uh, the man oh is, sure, yeah, let's do it, let's do the it. Store is this yeah. on another level? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he don't it's miss. so he good, miss. and it's such mm-hmm. an interesting, like, it's such a perfect store, like, to have it be this regal, grand, like, very strings and piano focus store for like this. Shakespearean modern take of like, modern take of Shakespeare with like the um uh with like the industry backdrop. It's it's really interesting. Yeah. I've always viewed this show as like modern Shakespeare and Nicholas yeah. Rattel is one of the key figures why that sh- that that vibe is given by the show. So mm-hmm. yeah. Great. The show's the best. It, it really is. It, it's it's a it's a top ten show of all time, um, for mm-hmm. me at least. Um, I don't know where and I we're only in episode it. three. We still have seven episodes left, which is the crazy part. Yeah, we're just confident that the show is going to end as well as every other season. Just per- perfection. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm very excited. Uh, HBO don't miss. Like 
HBO has had some of my favorite shows, The Leftovers, Succession. Oh, HBO Barry. is like on an they're just undefeated, really. Like this run they've had since what White Lotus? White Lotus to was there something before that? House of the Dragon. Uh, was, House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon, White Lotus, Last of Us, Succession, Barry running at the same time as Succession. These and then and Love before, and Death uh, would be great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and before House of the Dragon was Barry, so I think yeah. it was Barry. Yeah. Was Barry last oh. year? Wait, wait, yeah. no. no, I think it was, it was last last year. World or Barry. One of West those two. World. Uh, might have been West World, which I, I had a great know. time in season World. four. I like they yeah. did, but uh, I like that last season. That last season was pretty good. The last scene is pretty good. A pretty good setup that we're never gonna see. <laughs> it's so depressing. If you never cancel shit, oh yeah, they gonna Peacemaker also was uh, Peacemaker last year. year was fantastic. Yeah, good shit, good shit. Yeah, but uh, as we all know, it doesn't matter because uh, other rehearsal is, too. HBO are hacks, and we're just gonna call it a Max now. So, Max, oh. Maxi, the, the lamest one decisions. <laughs> Off. Max, the, Matt's one the one you watch for HBO. <laughs> like, fucking idiots, dude. That mind-boggling that this passed through so many idiots. Not one person was like... fucking moron running the whole thing. <laughs> like, like, HBO has been the brand for 40-plus... It's years. the best thing WB puts out on a constant yeah. basis. It's their best effort. Like, Consistently. It's, it's like this, every it's show like is striving to be HBO quality. Like that's the term HBO yeah. quality these days. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like that's a, it's, HBO's in that name. Like come on, yeah. It's, it's so like stupid. deciding to like get rid of the Disney like name and just call it Plus. Plus, <laughs> exactly. It would be the same thing. Exactly. As that. It's so stupid. It's so weird because everything is synonymous, like Josh said, with HBO. HBO. Yeah. Um. It just makes no sense. And the, the sad thing is, a lot of those announced shows yesterday at the during the uh, during their meeting, whatever. It, it it looked pretty good, right? Like Penguin, the, the Penguin, Night oh, Country. I saw that, that trailer. Um, for for True Detective again. Um, the new Park Chan Wook uh, series. I'm like, there's oh, some yeah. good stuff on the horizon. Trailer. The one with um, uh, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. They all look pretty solid, minus, you know, the Harry Potter of it all is stupid as hell. <laughs> but we won't get into that. But everything else looked pretty damn good. It's just depressing that it's coming out with a studio that is so ah messy, to say the least. So. WB used to be, like, one of the best, too. That's sad. Um, like, they're still putting out great shit, like Barbie. Come on. But, uh... Best picture, right? Best picture? <laughs> it is, yeah. It's definitely the best picture. Nominated, I can't at wait least. to win that. Bet. That's our deal. Oh, You're not man. gonna win. <laughs> I still am. <laughs> as much as I wanted right. to, it's probably not. Anyways, yeah. <sighs> Is that so that's succession. That's one of the best shows of all time already. What do you guys think? You want to come back for like uh, episodes? I was just asked that. Yeah. What should we do? I'm thinking like by ear. the next three, then maybe and then do the, the next last four. four. Or vice three, versa, but yeah. yeah, yeah, we can play it by ear. Yeah, maybe it depends on what happens in, in these episodes. 
Exactly. Like if something like we really want to talk about, we just might come back for an episode or so or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. That works for me. And uh, yeah. Evan, where do people find you? Find me on Twitter, Harris Harris E V9, talking all things uh reality TV. Um <laughs> Big Brother, huge fan of that. Um always tweeting about Big Brother and Survivor. Um not loving either of these latest seasons, but I, I choose to have my fun wherever I can. Um, <laughs> watch Stacy um, Jones. There's a lot of fun watch Mrs. Have. Maisel. <laughs> God, so much content. Um, <laughs> There's so much, sure. man. There's so fucking much. Beef. It's crazy. I need to, I need to finish. I need to watch beef. I need to finish beef. Swarm. Yeah. I'm halfway. Oh, man. How's chicken? Yeah. How, how's the beef and chicken? Is it good? Is it good? Chicken. I prefer chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Same, but yeah, uh, yeah, talking all things movie, TVs, everything. Uh, this weekend I'm seeing uh, Suzume and Renfield, so that's exciting. Uh, um, I need to watch your name, no Russell Crowe. See that, no Russell Crowe. Sorry, Edgar. Nah. Is that is that shot of him <laughs> on the motorcycle? Not like, like, wanted you to like watch the movie? Not great, Bob. No, not great. Oh. no. I'll watch it, I'll take one for the team. <laughs> Why? Of course, you will. <laughs> Who is putting a gun to this man's head? Nobody. <laughs> I mean, might as well, if you have A-list, might as well, if you're at yeah. point. Yeah, if I, if I had A-list, that'd be a different story, for sure, for sure. Um, Why don't you have A-list? I, mean, I have to travel over to Kentucky. I have to cross over the bridge. Oh, really? It, it, it takes a while. I mean, there's no AMC. Uh, AMC in Ohio, right where you are? There is, but it's like the one... The one that's in uh, Cincinnati is like 15 minutes away, and the one in Kentucky is like it's only eight minutes away. I just hate having to drive <laughs> over to Kentucky. I don't want to drive to Kentucky. My theaters when, when... are both my closest ones are both like 20 minutes away. Wow, yeah, that 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 ain't, that ain't it. Bob. Yeah. But Cinemark though is just like a quick hop over, five minute drive, and they have good they have good people there. Well, you didn't save so much money. <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe right. in the future. Back to my fellow A-lister, Ed Durvajaja. Yeah. Where do people find you? Faithful Nicole Kidman. Actually supporting <laughs> our queen, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find me at EDG or TEG on Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd, everything, all the social medias. Uh, you can find me at some of my work at Lauren Clear Reviews and also brand new now, uh, joining the the Cinema Spud team, so that's hey. exciting. And nice. um, what else? Maybe find me watching the Tony Collette movie, Mama Mafia, Mafia Mama. I don't oh know my god! <laughs> <laughs> this is how this man gets a hundred plus movies a year. He's seeing the dog shit of the dog shit. I've only oh seen like god. twelve movies this year. This man's already probably at like forty. That man. Mama Mafia shit. Had How many are you at? Trailers I've ever seen. It was awesome. How many am I? I want to say 26, maybe? Not bad. It's not bad. Not too bad. I think I'm at 23. See? Oh. Why are you complaining? Oh. <laughs> Why are you complaining? What am I at? What have oh, you I'm, seen? At 20, I'm at 21. 21. Uh, you know, I saw Murder Mystery 2 the other day. <laughs> and then uh, and then you guys complain about me. Yo, hey, it's different. It's Netflix. I can just put it on at home. I mean, so was Thunder Force, but Edgar still watched uh, it. Yeah, yeah, that's different. That, that looked like actual dogs. <laughs> okay, and you did find me uh, at Josh D. Woodbury on in, on Twitter. 
uh, tweeted a lot about uh, Star Wars uh, this past weekend. What happened? Speaking of that, made it worse. Uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Get this guy. Um, sometime next week, uh, we'll probably be doing a, a wrap up for Star Wars Celebration itself with friends of the show. Uh, Nikki Kumar and Alden Diaz, who were just in London at the, the convention itself. So, um, a bit late with covering all the news and stuff, but I wanted to wait to have them there to get their take on it and their experience that I talked about. So, that, that should be fun. I've been sometime next week. Uh, real quick, uh, for sure, I can't wait to be on that because I really want to hear what, what their experience was like in London because I got huge yeah. FOMO over the weekend. But, um, Nathan and I did discuss our thoughts on celebration over like a three hour podcast the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, so check that out on Nathan Rojas's channel. And we're doing Evil Dead commentaries. Evil Dead Rises comes out next week. Um, I finally saw Which Army of Darkness this Tuesday. Um, what do you think? This past Tuesday. Army of Darkness think? easily the best movie. Easily. Yes. Um, yes. I'm gonna. When does Rise come out? Next Friday. Like in two weeks? Yeah, next Friday. Okay, I'm gonna try and watch through them this um, week. I had because the, the actually, I don't know, Edgar. Do you like the second one more than the first one? I, I kind of like I the first like, one more than the second one. But. Well, here's the funny thing I like the second one better than the first one, but I like the remake better than, um, than the, the I think I might like it better than the first two. Okay, uh, it's different, but yeah, it's yeah, a different when, I, when I saw the second one last week, I was like, it was good, and I like how the evolution of the campy vibe came out, especially with Bruce's character. But it felt very samey to me. And I thought one was more fresh. There's um, only the Raimi trilogy and the remake, right? So only yeah. movies. Okay. And a TV show if you want to watch it, but it's not a location. Ash versus is that like canon or is that something else? I think it might be canon. I mean, it's produced by Sam Raimi and it's actually pretty good. But yeah. I think okay. it got cancelled though when it was like on its almost final season already. Magic. But yeah, so next week we're going to do a commentary on Evil Dead uh, 2013. So again, follow me at Harris 9 to keep track with all that. Nice, yeah. And you follow this podcast at WHFG Podcast on Instagram and Twitter for uh, announcements and updates for when we're going live, for what we're doing. Um, next up, besides that celebration thing, not sure. Should we probably do the old that inscribable feeling update? Evan did our uh, 2024 early predictions out. Maybe little Emmys predictions. I would love that. The can lineup is a bleach. Can lineup, yeah. Talked about that a bit. Yeah. Um, I want to do some more episodes of We Come to Displace to Rank. I don't know what on, but we, we haven't done one in a while. 2018, baby. Sean, keep going. <laughs> um, <laughs> ranking top 10 Marvel movies with dragons <laughs> <laughs> is it Shang-Chi at number one finally Iron Man 3 wins I was about to say Iron Man 3 <laughs> <laughs> no but, Thor, uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok Iron Man one. Yes. Um, 2018 was my favorite years With the, uh, it's, uh, I was looking it's better than 2019 it's so ooh, good shit. Besides, I mean, like my top ten, I think it is. It my top two in twenty eighteen are better than every movie that came out in twenty nineteen, in my opinion. Like blind spotting, uh, come on, that's peak. First, first, first man, first man. I was thinking Mary of Poppins Spider-Verse. returns, peak garbage. Um, <laughs> Spider Verse and Fallout are two of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, and Beale that came Street. out in twenty eighteen. 
dude. Beale Street's great. So uh, 2018 would be very Black Klansman, Black Panther. Yeah. Mama Mia 2 is up there for me. Oh my god. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> we really need to do also like down the line closer to summer, like a box office like bet in here, at least between the three of us. <laughs> I don't pay much attention to box office though. Yeah. Ah, come on! I'm always. Had to be you two. You guys to do that if you want. Yeah, I would love to do that with mm-hmm. Edgar. That's- All right, we'll yeah. schedule it down the line. I wanted yeah. to do like a draft with our 2023 or 23 movies, but I think it's a bit too late for that. Or we yeah. could just do second half of the year, maybe. I don't know. The second half is going to be stacked. Equalizer yeah. three. Come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, um. Yeah. What else should we do? We did talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. We're still alive. Shit. All right. Let me. Let's wrap her up. I'm going to roll the intro again because I did do a job for that. Motherfucking old